You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 104. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined over Discord by the Nintendo aficionado, Roshan, at Roro on Twitter. How are you, Roro? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And the man <laughs> whose bananas for Battlefield 2042's delay, Christian Macias. Uh, at ISO. Up the Reds, baby. <laughs> Did you like Up that one? That was, I thought that was a good one. I'm probably the only one that like is like, nice. Uh, and the delay I actually uh, <laughs> encourage. Very cool. True. I like True. it. Thank you to everyone joining us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube. Just search podcast PXN and you will find us on there. The topic of the show this week, guys, is all the PlayStation showcase announcements from last week and our scores for our predictions. But first, the show always starts with the PXN news of the week. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Of course, Brenty is here with us. Good evening, gentlemen. Hope all is well. Joining us, as always, our favorite guest to join us. The first item, guys, on the BXN News of the Week is Twitch is suing two users and their part in hate raids that have targeted streams discriminating against both people of color and people based on their sexual preference. Guys, this is... um, this is a very good news that Twitch is actually doing something in the fight against uh, people who are just shitty online and uh, starting things that uh, that don't pertain to them. Uh, so I'm very glad to see uh, that Twitch is starting to work on action towards this. Obviously, this isn't really a long-term solution for this problem because you're not going to get every single, you know, hate raid that happens uh from suing people like you 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 just won't be able to cover everything like they have to they still have to improve their tool set guys to to (laughs) keep people from even getting to that point so uh start with you ro uh did this news get you uh happy that you know twitch is starting on that journey like are you you know still wanting to see more obviously from them yeah yeah i I, i'm glad Again, like you said, this is the start of hopefully a uh, uh, snowball effect on the platform. But like you said, I think the most important part is to make sure that stuff like this doesn't happen again. So you don't have to sue more people in the future. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. if it does happen, I hope they do get sued. At least these people are facing consequences for their actions. But the, I, I guess the, the goal, not I guess, the goal is to not have this happen in the future. Um, so, yeah, they definitely need to improve their... their uh, their interface and stuff to make it easier for streamers to to combat the hate streams or just make it impossible for people to even do it in the first place. I've seen a lot of streamers uh, go the extra mile to like create bots and stuff like that for their own streams, but not everybody has the knowledge or the time to put in that effort into you know defending them themselves from stuff that they don't shouldn't have to defend themselves from in the first place. Um, but yeah, I think this is a good first step, and I'm glad the people responsible are getting their consequences for their actions. Absolutely. Yeah, you two both said it better than than I could have said it. Um, one of the things I want to bring up too is that, like, it just goes to show how powerful the voice of 
users can be on Twitch. Like this is like a great show, uh, like a, a great result for people who are saying like, oh, why are you guys protesting? This isn't going to do anything. Like here are the results of that. Like one, like viewership was down that day, which is just like if, if Twitch is thinking, is thinking about the bottom line, like they don't want to have people like not on their platform, right? And so how do they respond? Like, let's just go after the guys that are starting to do this, right? Um, like Dan and Rose said, like it is just a step though. Like it's not a long-term solution. I've, I've already seen um, bots go after me while I'm offline uh, in the past week. Um, and then bots on two of my friends who like were streaming this week. So uh, I don't know how, how it's doing like in terms of deterring people from keep from doing this or from like keeping on this kind of, of hate raids but yeah i would love to see some kind of tool set hopefully they're working on that in the back end we'll see that soon but great first step like you guys both said yeah uh and if you're such a terrible person that you want to freaking spend your time doing this why you're an idiot like get out of here people yeah uh Guys, the next story, employees of Activision Blizzard have filed an unfair labor practice suit that is accusing the company of union busting and engaging in the intimidation of workers. Um, So the first part of this, I'm not I'm not well versed into like many political type things. So the union parts, I don't really, you know, follow that aspect of it. But the second part of this intimidation of workers this is not something new that's happened inside of activision unfortunately like this has been happening for so long now like my the the biggest example that popped out in my head when i heard about this was the vincent pella and jason west example when they were essentially forced out of infinity ward which they founded that studio and they were forced out. They had Activision uh, like security guards and suits come in and literally walk them out because, I mean, they were doing exactly what this is saying, like intimidating them uh, to be pushed out of the company, which it's just it's unfortunate to see that kind of thing. But obviously that was kind of a good thing because we got a freaking Titanfall developer uh, Respawn and Apex and all the other stuff, awesome stuff they've made, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So, But obviously this has been happening for so long, this needs to stop and Activision needs to do something. Like this is, again, we're still talking about this weeks later. Activision's part of Activision Blizzard has done nothing. Like, I, I just don't understand how this could even be, you know, put in this position where all of this is happening and Activision's just sitting back saying, oh, we're not going to really do much. We're just going to sit back and just enjoy Call of Duty sales for the 20th year in a row. You know, it's just very frustrating. But Christian, what were uh, what were your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because it, it's weird how open companies and this is just like beyond the realm of video games right how open companies are with like being anti-union i had a job like not too long ago i mean this is a little while ago now but uh we spent like a good like solid hour hour and a half at the orientation i won't say what job it was um but like that hour and a half was spent like talking about like yeah if you try to union unionize we'll we'll fire you but like it <laughs> it is like not a surprise that activision is is threatening employees with like possible action of like uh you know job security if they catch them trying to unionize which such a shame like i i get that 
unionizing is a complicated thing to to build in a company I, I understand it isn't just as simple as like flipping a switch and like boom we're you we're protected now but the when the bottom line is like protecting your workers like we should be trying to unionize and i mean i hope just in general in the video game space but especially activision with what we've been talking about for the past few weeks they will find something. I hope. I hope they do because this is this is terrible to keep reading week in and week out of Activision just failing every step of the way. Yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> and and when we're talking about Blizzard as well, uh, I remember thinking like I don't know how it could get worse, and then every week there would be like another story of it getting worse or just one more thing to add to the pile, and this seems like another one more thing. Um, I just hope that that eventually stops and we could start cleaning up the pile and getting rid of the garbage and stuff so yeah it's uh it's a it's upsetting but again unsurprising at this point but yeah i i just hope that there is change uh sooner rather than than later you know because like you said it, it keeps keeps showing up in the news cycle and i want to i want to see a positive story come out of activision blizzard as soon as crazy as that sounds i think they can do it so hopefully they, they do do it yes Agreed. Uh, so, guys, now that we've taken the trash out on this episode, <laughs> uh, let's move into a little bit more lighthearted things like Oxenfree. Oxenfree is getting a new update five years after its release date with new teasers that is apparently setting up the villain of Oxenfree 2, which is very interesting. Crazy. Yeah, like, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Like, a game this many years later getting an update to, like, tease, like, the sequel. I think, personally, I think this is super cool because it's it it definitely promotes uh, people to look at the original game again and be like, oh, man, I missed that game. Like, let me go back and check it out. And then it gets new people hooked on for the, the sequel. So I think stuff like this is really smart and cool. Uh, Christian, what, what do you think? Dude, you totally just took the words that I was about to say. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. It, 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 this legit made me go like, oh, that's right. I totally missed this game and I want to check it out. Especially if it's yeah. this is setting up the sequel in some way. And people love Oxenfree, right? I've got nothing but like recommendations for people to play this game. So yeah, you said it. Like People who haven't played this game, you have an excuse to now. People who haven't played it in a, in a while who are interested in maybe going back for this DLC, you have an excuse to now as well. It's a win-win. Exactly. Yeah, uh, I'm one of those people who loves Oxenfree. That's one of my favorite favorite games. Um, so, like you both said, it's a game that I wanted to revisit because the sequel is coming out, and now this is even more reason to just to get a little tease of uh, of Lost Signals that's coming out later. So yeah, or it's next year actually. Shoot, I didn't realize that Lost Signals was next year. The sequel. I thought it was this year for some reason. But still, really cool to get everybody hyped for uh, the sequel. Just means that I have a little bit more time to go back and play Oxen Free. But yeah, great game. Definitely should check it out. Yeah. Christian, yeah. Ro, this is it's it's like spooky adjacent, right? Like it's a little creepy. It is a bit creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but it wasn't yeah. it wasn't scary enough for me to not play. So that's I think that's saying something for anybody who's a, a not a horror fan like me out there. You can definitely play it. It's not it's not terrifying. It definitely messes with yeah. your head a little bit. Like it, mm -hmm. the the story is really cool, and it it, uh, it kind of leaves you like in a place where you're like questioning everything of what happened in the game, which I really liked. Uh, yeah. I love that. Yes. I'm completely on your side on that one, Ro. Ro. It was a great game. I love it. Can't wait for yeah. number two. Which, that was one of the disappointing things for me of After Party, because After Party really didn't grab yeah. me like that. 
Yeah. Oh no. Guys, Deathloop. Uh that's a little game that's uh been hitting the interwebs here this week. A lot of reviews have come out very positive. Uh it is a PlayStation 5 timed exclusive until next fall, so essentially it is an exclusive because, you know, that's a year away. But very exciting to see all these great reviews. Tens across the board from many different outlets. IGN, GameSpot, Six Axis, which I'm not sure who they are, but VGC, Game Informer gave it a nine. What, so, you don't know Six Axis? No. Is that a PlayStation okay. centered site? Interesting. Yes. Yeah, oh. yeah. They've been around for a while. Maybe they're going smaller. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, really, really great news for the game. My only thing, I need to go and watch gameplay. I am very excited that Arcane is like putting out another game that's a freaking banger. I just need to look at the gameplay because, and actually, this will be a quick question for uh, Christian when we get to the games we're playing because I know you're playing. Yes. But uh, I, I just want to know if it's going to be something I enjoy and like how roguelike it is. I guess we could talk about it now if you want to talk about you want to, it. Yeah, do you want to talk about it now? Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess to answer that first question is... I mean, it's hard to say whether or not you'll like it. Are you into arcane games? Is where I'll start. Yes, yes. So you, you enjoyed the Dishonored series, and yeah. I, don't, I don't. Did you enjoy Prey? I guess Prey, I loved. Uh, I really enjoyed Dishonored. Uh, what yeah. else do they make? I don't remember. Those are, I mean, those are the big yeah. two, like of like recent memory. Yeah, I think. I think if you really enjoyed Dishonored, you enjoy that gameplay loop of like sneaking and like hopping around building and like planning your route as to like to get to your objective. You're gonna really vibe with with Deathloop. And then to answer your next question is, it does not feel like a roguelike game at all. Sure, you're uh, going across these areas that you've visited before, but uh, I mean, with the day and night cycle, I guess, like there's four different time periods you can go into that game. It feels drastically different when I'm revisiting these areas. And especially considering like the game is smart, it knows where you're at in the story. So uh, the conversations you're hearing from a specific someone, I won't say who, always kind of reflect where you are in the actual point of the story. So it still feels like um, I'm progressing through the campaign. I'm not revisiting or retreading old territory. So I hopefully that covers both your concerns about more than not you'll enjoy it. Pretty yes. cool to see like an Xbox studio, you know, <laughs> release with like this banger of a game on, on a PlayStation console. But yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, all these, these uh, tens and nines across the board, uh, I don't know why I'm, I was I was a little surprised by that. I, I wasn't expecting it to get such high praise, especially not this high. But uh, yeah, it's exciting. It it definitely makes me more interested to play it once I get the op- opportunity to. Um, but yeah, it looks it looks really good. It does look good. I just wasn't expecting it to be this good. You know, in like Arcane's games have always been really good. They've always like mm-hmm. struck my itch or whatever for games and. I think I think it was very early on in this podcast, uh, like in the teens or 20s when I was just me and Sean, that I literally went off on Dan Stapleton at IGN about his review for Prey because it pissed me off so bad because he gave it like a four out of 10 because he had a weird technical problem that like reset his his game save or something, which they ended up patching. And he ended up re-reviewing it or like reposting his review like two days later. But like my problem with that was like, dude, you're putting a four out of 10 on a game. That's fantastic. Yes, it's awful that you had that game breaking sure. bug. But like, come on. Ugh, that, to, hmm. to, to that point, though, I will say there is a 
huge glaring issue with Deathloop that yeah. will leave a lot of players not able to play it, and that's the idea, I guess, uh, the accessibility options are, like, non-existent. Legit, me as a person who just wears, like, glasses, like, regularly, had a hard time playing on my TV that I had to get up and, like, stand up because the text is so hyper-stylized to the point where it becomes illegible. It's not just, like, italic and also almost cursive. It's it's also hilariously tiny that I had to then move to my monitor just to play the game and, like, read what's going on on screen. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to play it. So, like, that issue has to be addressed hopefully sometime soon because it, it's a huge problem for people who rely on those kinds of options in their games. Yeah, that, yeah, that sucks. That definitely... Uh... That's a disappointment for sure for accessibility reasons. And I feel like maybe I'm crazy in saying this, but I feel like the Microsoft acquisition should help Arcane with that because Microsoft does a really good job with accessibility. Like they have user research teams that work on that stuff. So hopefully, you know, future releases from them kind of uh, corrects that kind of stuff. I can see a patch like incoming in the next few weeks or so. Like, so yeah, for sure. Uh, guys, this next story kind of is led directly from the previous story because it's also arcane related from their other studio. Um, there are new screenshots that have leaked of Redfall from arcane that uh, apparently this was from like an early play test that people were playing and it got leaked out. But I was starting to get irritated because I was, of course, I I go down the rabbit hole on Twitter and Twitter is a freaking awful place to go down the rabbit hole yes. on. But I saw so many fanboys hating on it because of how ugly the game is and saying, man, this this looks like trash and all this stuff and saying like this game is terrible this is xbox uh, exclusives in a nutshell and i'm just like number one they just released death loop on playstation 5 that you all are like saying it's fantastic as you should say it's fantastic uh and now you're saying the same studio is putting out this terrible looking game like what First off, it's a pre-alpha build of the freaking game that isn't even public yet. It's literally been leaked. Uh, so, of course, it's not going to look good. It's liter- That's how game development works. Polish is yeah. at the end of game development. Like, people, come on. Uh, not all the assets are there in game yet. Yeah. And the funny thing is, like, I saw uh, somebody do a Destiny comparison of what Destiny looked like in this uh, same point of time, point of reference, and Destiny looks like a completely different game. Like, like, that's the thing. The game is not done. Like, dude. There's no winning with fanboys. I mean, we had the the boat yeah. discourse on Twitter just the other day, and it's just like infuriating. Like, yes. there's no winning. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's such a non-issue to have like this pre-alpha build become like this like story on Twitter because like it literally doesn't matter. It's also kind of the dangers of releasing a CGI trailer. But I, I, Dan, I know you're in the middle. But I want to I want to hear you keep keep going off. So I'll no, that that was you. that was it. And like you said about the God of War stuff, that I saw that as well. That you just reminded me. That's stupid as hell. Like, like that's literally what game development is. You're you're expanding on the original game in the sequel. Like you're not going to just start from scratch on a freaking animation of getting into a boat. Like come on. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. They, 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 we want the games as soon as possible. We also want them to do everything 
from yeah. scratch, from the top. Just get rid of all the hard work you did last time. Just start over. Just make Kratos a completely different character. Yeah. Model, everything. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> just, oh my goodness. As long as you're not reusing the same character, then we're, then they'll be happy, apparently. My God. Yeah, I, I was looking at the images here. And like you said, it's pre-alpha. It's not even alpha. It's pre-alpha. So, of course, it's not going to look anywhere near to what it's going to when it releases. So, yeah, they're, they're just trying to grind your gears, Daniel. Don't pay them no mind. Yeah, <laughs> and it works. They, they yeah. grind my gears. <laughs> I saw this and I was like, cool, let me see it again, like, in a year when it's, like, closer to launch or whatever. Yeah. You know? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't know how that game's coming next summer. I think they announced it for next summer, but... Uh, I have a sneaking suspicion that's going to slip to the fall. That's just my guess, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, moving on, guys, to a, another little bit of an uplifting story. Splitgate developer 1047 Games has raised $100 million to stay independent and continue building their community-first studio. So I thought, obviously, this is great news for... Um, yeah for their studio and like they're this is going to allow them to expand the studio to be like a triple a studio now i guess uh they're going to be able to hire like a hundred people or more um to to expand on the future of split gate and possibly go into other games as well franchises uh or genres um but yeah, I thought this was super cool. And the uh, CEO was actually posting on their official Twitter page because the day they announced this was also the anniversary of Halo Reach. And he posted this picture of him and a bunch of his friends and his sister at the Halo Reach launch party, like when they were kids. Like they, were, he looked like he was maybe 16 or 17 or something like that, which is just so cool to see. Like, this CEO of Splitgate, which is obviously very heavily inspired by Halo, like yeah. at a Halo Reach event on the Halo Reach anniversary, he is uh, announcing their independence that is going to continue uh, with this big amount of money that they were able to raise. So I, th I thought that was a really awesome uh, story. And Christian, I know you're a big Splitgate fan. Um, so did this kind of warm your heart a little bit that they're staying independent? I wouldn't call myself a big fan, although I oh. do, uh, I do, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'll just say that Halo walked so that split cake could run, you know what I mean? But no, 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 <laughs> no, le le no, legit, legit. I, I do really love this game. I think they have like a, a very cool and thriving community. I love, I legit, every time there's a clip on TikTok or on Twitter of someone playing the game and getting like a cool clip, I will always watch it because I think that game is just so fun to even just watch. So to see them have like, this backing within their community to um, invest in their, in themselves to make a better version of the game that they want to build and that the community wants to see them build. Yeah, exactly. It is, is heartwarming. This is like the video, this is the like video game stories that I want to see more of. Awesome. Definitely. Yeah. This is a awesome story. It always sucks when either a studio, it, well, it's usually a good news when a studio is scooped up by like a big company like PlayStation or Xbox, but there's times where that can kind of hinder the creativity of a studio and they get don't get to do exactly what they want. And there's also the other side of it where it costs a lot of money to be independent and then they eventually possibly shut down and you don't get to see the games come to fruition. So this is the best of both worlds where they get to stay independent and they have a lot of money to, like they say in this post, hire more developers 
and just continue doing what they're doing. So that's very exciting for the Split Game fans out there. So I wish them all the best. That's awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. I got to get back sometime because I really did enjoy it a lot. Did you play that uh, game mode in the game where it's uh, like a 3v3 showdown type deal? Where it's like round based, last team standing every round? No, I don't person? think I don't think so. No, no, I did. Best game mode in the game. It's awesome. I'll if you to... unlock it, you should try it. All right. I'll have to check. And it. let me know. I'll jump in. All right. Sounds good. Is, that is cross platform, right? Yes. OK, sweet, sweet. Uh, moving into some a little bit of somber news, but also could be good news as well, you know, depending on how you look at it. Delays. We've got a couple delays here. Dying Light 2 has been delayed to February 4th, 2022. Uh, <laughs> you thought fall was scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Q1 2022. Good luck, game developers. <laughs> but, yeah. Like you guys are saying, this is going to be an interesting Q1 because is this just going to create another delay reaction from a bunch of devs, you know, pushing it into Q2 or summer or Q3 or whatever? Do you guys think that this is going to have a big impact on the first half of next year? Um, I feel if anything is going to get delayed out of that month is Dying Light 2 again. <laughs> but just seeing by their like their their trajectory so far. Um, but I don't know, we, we've had months where they just like a bunch of releases come out and they just, you know, stay their ground. As long as the games are different enough, I feel like everybody should be OK. Um, but I'm trying to remember what is what is in this month. Dying Light. I can, uh, I can tell you right now. Oh, I've got it. Open. Perfect. <laughs> I've got some big games here, uh, starting with late January, which is Elden Ring and Pokemon Legends Arceus. And then in February, you've got Horizon Forbidden West, Tifu, and Saints Row. And then early March is Gran Turismo 7 and then Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. So it, it's a pretty stacked few months right there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I feel like those games are going to be okay, I, I, I think. Uh, I think there's enough variety and I think there's enough... Base, I feel like the month between Horizon and Tiny Tina and all that stuff, I think it's good enough for, for most of these developers. Um, yeah, that's just me, though. Yeah. Uh, Christian, what, what, did you have any thoughts about Dying Light 2 before we move to the obvious one that you're... Oh, what was the original release date uh, before the push? Was it the, later this year? Was it like November or December? I can't remember. I don't know if they had a solid date, but it was definitely the fall. Uh, it was, yeah. yeah. I don't think they had a date yet either, but I believe it was, uh, I believe it was this year. Yeah. Dying yeah. Light, uh, I mean, my take, my big takeaway is that, you know, COVID really did have an impact on the games industry. Yes. Like we legit are seeing it like now in the, in these, you know, few months, but yeah, I mean, I, ho I hope it finds its space. Uh, I hope the game is good. I, you know, that's, what i hope for at the end of the day so if this gives them the time to add that extra polish then and they're confident in that date then so be it like i i again like we've talked about on an earlier episode i'm excited to try this game out so yeah sure, for sure. it was december 7th by the way for dying thank Light you yeah, that's when it's supposed to come out well, that's not too bad this, feel, this, this feels like a better date yeah february Two month push, and you know you don't have to launch on the same day as Halo Inf or the day before Halo Infinite. You know. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Don't right Christian. <laughs> oh, 
Battlefield 2042 <laughs> was also delayed to November 19th. Christian, what were your thoughts on that? Dude, I saw this because legit Jeff Grubb was earlier this week was like, oh, delays are incoming. And like, I was like, oh, it's someone was like, oh, it's Pokemon. Like, yeah, I can see that. I didn't once think Battlefield. So when I thought I was like, oh, duh, like this totally makes sense. I thought this game was already ready to go. It's not. OK, well, spring is fine. Then I read it and I was like, November. Oh, it's only just like three to four weeks away. That's not bad at all. And honestly, it gets kind of in the way of like these big, you know, quote unquote game of the year contenders that are coming out in the end of September and into October. So I, the only other uh, competition it's got on that same day is Forza Horizon 7. So those two games mm-hmm. launching concurrently, that's great variety, I think. So I, I, I like this state. Wait. Honestly, you could have pushed it out even further. I don't care. Is Forza... Wait, I thought Forza Horizon was like November 9th or something. Am I, am I mistaken in that? Maybe. I'm... Oh, November 9th and then Battlefield's the 19th. Okay, yes. I didn't see the one. Yes, okay. that's right. That's okay. right. Okay, yeah. Ah, but still, like it, it's it gets out of the way of those like October bloatness. Yeah. I guess you get closer to the Call of Duty date, which is a little bit of a worry. But I don't know. I I for Call of Duty, see... you mean? Am I What's right? That? I said a worry for Call of Duty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, exactly, exactly. I think people are way more hyped for Battlefield than they are Call of Duty this year. So. See, but I wouldn't worry too much about them. The problem is people always say that, and then the sales numbers yeah. come out, and it's like, True. well, shit, Battlefield yeah. lost again. <laughs> it's like, that's what sucks, because I do think Battlefield is the better game or, like, at least has, you know, better inspirations for it, but I don't know. It just... Is that, is that true, though? I feel like this latest Call of Duty didn't sell as high as, like, Modern Warfare. Or am I just talking out my, my butt right now? Um, I'm not sure to be honest with you, but um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I thought that every year Call of Duty is always number one, but they might have, you know, went down. I some. mean, that's true. That that base is really huge. So yeah, it's it is insane. I thought when they went free to play with the battle royale, I thought they would lose some of that, but they really haven't. Just surprising. Um, uh, I'm not seeing any sales numbers for Cold War, which is strange. Hmm. Hmm. That is strange. Anyway, if I find it, I'll I'll bring it up. Okay. Uh, yeah, Battlefield 2042. That that definitely sucks. But if that extra month gives them the polish they need, I'm totally for that. And it's still a month before Halo comes out, so gives me some time. And you know, that that is a, a interesting question, Christian. Which game are people going to choose? Forza Horizon or Battlefield, you know? That they're so similar. Just kidding. They're not. I mean, no no no. I, I <laughs> no. brought that up because of variety. I know, I'm teasing. You I'm, jerk. I know. <laughs> just just Why don't you go play your little clickety clicky master chief I will. Game. I will. <laughs> All right. Well, uh Ro, do you have any opinions or thoughts on Battlefield's delay? Uh no, not not really. I, I'm it's not that big of a delay where I'm like, oh no, why? And it's you know, I and I'm glad that uh they're getting the time to polish whatever they need to. Because Agreed. I am stoked for that game. Agreed. Uh guys, a new twisted metal game is apparently in development to coincide with the upcoming C- TV series. Of course, this is a rumor. But I thought that was very interesting because David Jaffe is no longer with PlayStation. He's I think he still has his own studio. I don't I haven't really kept up with David Jaffe in a long time, but uh, 
it's interesting because he was kind of the brainchild, I guess, of Twisted Metal. So he famously said that Twisted Metal was not coming, and then he showed up on stage and announced Twisted Metal uh, for PS3. And uh, people were like, <laughs> you game. lied. You lied to us. And he's like, yep, I did. Here it is. But, yeah, which I think is hilarious. But, anyways, does uh, does a new Twisted Metal game excite you guys? Or um, maybe even the TV series? Does that excite you? I'm, I'm not even sure what that would be. What, what what do you guys think that would be? I don't know. Anthony Mackie's in it for some reason. Yes, <laughs> he is. Anthony Mackie. This is a franchise that I, I just have not uh, exposed myself to yet. Um, but, yeah, I mean... I think it'll be cool for it to see it as a television show and potentially the new game might be my first foray into it. But yeah, I, I have no reference for Twisted Metal, really. You don't have to lie, bro. It's fine. You know what? <laughs> Twisted Metal was cool back in the day. We played it when we were kids. Those of us that did play it. And like we had fun playing it at our friend's house or our friend at our house. Twisted you know? time passed, but sometimes though. we can li- <laughs> sometimes we can leave games in the past. It's OK to do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Then again, we got Psychonauts 2, and people love that game. So what, what do I know? <laughs> true, true. And it, it takes many of the inspirations from the first game, which is the, the Twisted Metal game, like, it always has fascinated me, but I've never played any of the games. Like, Car Combat, it sounds super fun and super cool, but I've just never played any of them. Um, and obviously, I didn't get a PS3 until late in the development time of PS3, uh, I think when they dropped the price and made the slim. But which is fine because that's what's the middle of the battle, anyway. The good ones are on PS1, so yeah, really okay. All right, if you want to play a cool car game, play Rocket League, you know what I mean? True, Rocket League is great, it's free now, yes, yes. So, uh, and as you said, Christian Anthony Mackey cast as John Doe in the TV series, which means nothing to me because I have no idea who John Doe is. (laughs) So, but I love Anthony Mackey, uh, I just don't know who John Doe is, so. I think it would be probably just a new character because I don't know. I don't think that's an original character anyway. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, we all, as as you can tell, listeners and viewers, we all know a ton about <laughs> Twisted Metal. But... Okay, I'm wrong. Apparently, John Doe is a character in, in Twisted Metal. <laughs> Point in, proven. In, right. In, in, Twisted, in Twisted Metal Black. So, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Nice. I'll just shut up now. No, you're good. <laughs> None of us know anything about this. The better. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, guys, I put some quick mentions in here, so feel free to expand upon these as if you guys want to. But I, I knew we had so much to talk about. I had to put something in here. Uh, Christian's dying laughing at something. And well, there should be a line break here, and and because there isn't, it makes the sentence read hilarious which we'll, we'll get there in a second. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Call of Duty 2022 is rumored to be a sequel to Modern Warfare 2019, <laughs> focusing on covert, covert war against Colombian cartels. <laughs> so I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> you kill me. Look, uh, okay, so, uh, for, for folks listening, on the doc, the, the line reads, Colombian cartels, Ren and Stimpy <laughs> joining the fight in Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. I was just trying to, <laughs> I was just trying to throw it all in there because we had so much talk to talk about in the topic of the show. I was just trying to do some quick highlights and let you guys talk about what, you know, whatever. I, all right. I can't wait to fight as my favorite narco. Yes. 
<laughs> Ren and Stimpy, as you said, Christian, is joining the fight in Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl as Ice Climber-like characters, which is interesting. Ooh. And a new Nintendo Switch update, guys, has finally enabled Bluetooth audio. But wow. you can't use a <laughs> microphone with it. Why? Oh, Gotta use the app. Is this, what's the, what? Oh my gosh, Nintendo. Yeah. I thought I saw a lot of people, including myself, I, I, I didn't really praise them, but I was like, wow, finally on Twitter. But a lot of people was like, this is such a cool update. I was like, dude, you know how long, if it was just such a simple firmware update, yeah. why did it take them so long? And Years, like you said, they still, don't, they still don't have the microphone. I don't, I don't get it. I yeah. don't get it. Nintendo is so weird. It's goofy. <laughs> but this this is why I see Nintendo Switch as like a toy for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll play my Mario Golf, my Metroids. <laughs> no, 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 no. Those games are great. I re- I respect my Switch. No, I mean the console itself. Yeah. Not in the same way. I'm like hardcore gaming. I guess whatever yeah. hardcore gaming means. But yeah. And I love Nintendo. My God. Oh yeah. It's just, just weird, weird, weird decisions. Weird Nintendo decisions. Yeah. Sonic Colors Ultimate is my favorite game on it. What? <laughs> to be a to be a hardcore gamer christian you have to you know hate the other plastic box and and praise your plastic box and say and everything's up. no <laughs> that's the only way to be a hardcore gamer <laughs> according to Twitter. being a loser yes oh, i agree shots fired. i agree shots fired to all those assholes out there whoops i just dropped that one. Whoa. oh well uh <laughs> all right guys moving into the games we are playing uh guys i have not been playing anything new again i'm terrible so i do have a couple things i wanted to point out halo infinite's next insider preview program is or preview test is coming september 24th which they announced it the same day as the playstation showcase event which i thought was hilarious uh so I thought that was really cool. Um, they actually just updated their blog today about uh, Master Chief Collection. Season 8 is going to be the final uh, update for this year, which they've killed it. So I've got to give them credit for that. They've killed it. And they're going to continue upgrade updating Master Chief Collection in 2022 with updates in 2022, which is just Oh, insane. really? Yes, they're they're still going. Cool. Uh, if someone isn't, isn't able to pick up Infinite, they can still you know play mcc that's nice absolutely and i also wanted to point out a really cool fan piece that uh uh, made its way around the halo community it's from harispus which he's a a pretty well-known halo uh community member he put together a project that he worked four months on has 180 plus stories and a hundred thousand words and it's called Previously on Halo. So previously on Halo.com. And literally it is a conglomeration of every single piece of Halo uh, fan fiction, awesome. uh, like move the books, the movies, the games, the comics, everything, all in one place. Awesome, super awesome. He kind of gives you uh, essentially a, a rundown of everything. And you can dive into each piece and and kind of just enjoy it all. So I thought that was super super cool and wanted to point that out. So Dan, I hear you and I listen to you. And first of all, hair hair sips. I love you. This is fantastic. This reminds me of like uh, the Minecraft libraries that are out there, like where people can go in and check out books that are banned in their countries. Like this this rocks. That said, 
I cannot wait to watch the IGN video of uh, everything you need to know about Halo. In five in minutes. Five minutes. No, yeah. <laughs> don't do that. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're not going to have the emotional Jeez. connection. <laughs> I guess I could read about it. No, yeah. legit. The, the website's really cool. It's also like really, yeah, it's amazingly awesome. designed too. I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. That's all I got. Ro, what are you, oh, what are you yes. playing? Well, I, of course, Destiny 2, gotta start with that. Uh, uh, I'm glad to see that I am not alone with not liking Marastov. Paul Tassi of Forbes uh, fame, he's a journalist over there, he talks a lot about Destiny. Also agrees, he made a whole video about it. Marasov's a jerk, ma- manipulative, very manipulative person. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're definitely diving more into that character and Aldrin's, well, the crow now. And Petra and all of those other characters right now. And I'm having a blast learning more about the, the Awoken Reef lore, all of that stuff. So having a blast with that. Um, but more importantly, Life is Strange True Colors came out. And it is fantastic. It is on my game of the year list now. It is so good. I love it so much. And I think Christian will be able to talk more about how much Steph is such a great character. But I fell in love with her too. <laughs> But uh, I, I didn't have any frame of reference for it because I haven't played uh, before the storm. But as soon as she called Alex some chick when I was like <laughs> giving her the 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 this is the quote that she says. I, I have it right here, actually. Um, up next, a very special request from some chick. But the way she said some chick. Yes. Dude, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I was like, I'm in love with this character. And, and uh, yeah, just spiral from there. But. I love Alex more, Alex Chen, and I think she's I, a great character. Yeah, go ahead, sorry. No, I just, I can't remember being this horny for a fake character right? ever oh in my God. life before, dude. <laughs> Steph is fantastic. She's great. She's fantastic. And there's there's more quotes from her that I, I, I won't bore you with, but it's just, I think the writing is so much better than what they did in the previous games. Um and a lot of people are complaining about how the graphics looks, but it, it definitely has an art style that it's going for. And some simple stuff like the the facial animations that are not uh, blowing anything out of the water in terms of this generation with The Last of Us and Ghost of the Team and all that stuff. But that coupled with the art style, it just blows me away with how far they've come since the original Life is Strange that I just... It was beautiful. It was a beautiful game, and I have, like, so many screenshots, so many new wallpapers now. Yeah, I, I loved it. It was awesome. I'm definitely going to go back and do another run of it, making some different decisions. And the, there's a new DLC coming out later this month, too, so... Yeah! Starring Seth, so... Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you could... I'm very happy, very happy with True Colors. I'm going to piggyback that's off it. that, because I've also been playing... Well, I finished, played and beat Life is Strange True Colors in the past week. And Roke and Atesso, like, I, him and I were, like, DMing each other. I, I was mostly <laughs> DMing Roke, being like, oh, my God, because I was behind him. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe, like, you know, X and Y and Z are happening. Uh, yeah, I had a great time with the game as well. Um, it's not without my issues, you know, here and there. I think they, they certainly have a story to tell, um, which I think has some great payoffs. But I, I think I maybe would have enjoyed something a bit more grounded and just kind of isolated, like, getting to know Alex Chen and, like, who she is and like building a relationship with her and, and, and like the town that she's in. I mean, that said, like Steph is Bay, So I, I, <laughs> I can't complain at the end of the day, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed my, my time with life is strange, true colors so How much long? so that I'm like, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. How long is, was your guys's playthroughs? 
Mine was about ten hours. Yeah, two hours per episode. That's solid. And that's yeah. I don't know how much exploring you did, Christian, but I. It would it would be very random. It would be yeah. For me, I wasn't super thorough in certain episodes, and there'll be episodes where I was like just looking everywhere. So, it depends on how much you explore as well. But I would say yeah, ten about ten hours. Yeah. But again, I enjoyed it so much so that I immediately like today I was like pitched a, a spoiler cast that I'm going to plan and, and do pretty soon because I want to talk about that game. So, uh, I also, last time was complaining about how I couldn't beat Hades. I've since beat Hades twice now. <laughs> <laughs> Only eight more times to go. So wish me luck. And then luck. eight? Good yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's still an epilogue after that I probably won't do. But yeah, ten to get the, the actual ending. Dang. Ten total. It's a lot, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, we talked earlier, but I've been playing Deathloop. I'm not as high uh, on it as other people are, uh, especially not like games media. But I'm also pretty early. I just beat like the first few tutorial hours. So the game opens up from my understanding from here. I'm going to play tonight and see how it goes. I'll update you guys next week. Uh, and I'll just end it with, uh, listen, if you want some more time loop games, there is one that came out this year that everybody missed that you should be playing which is actually in my Game of the Year shortlist, which is The Forgotten City. What a game. That's all I have. Nice. Forgotten City. Gone, but not forgotten. Don't forget about it. (laughs) All right. Maybe by next week I'll uh, get back to Ratchet and Clank, guys. (laughs) I'm terrible. We'll see. Anywho. All right. Moving into the topic of the show, guys. PlayStation Showcase announcements and uh we also have some scores that we're gonna we're gonna dish out live for our predictions last week that christian gracefully put in all of our predictions here so that will make it easy um guys the first thing that we saw at the playstation showcase was the knights of the old republic remake the star wars knights of the old republic uh and it is a timed playstation console exclusive mouthful it is on PC and PlayStation 5. Did this get you guys excited? Are you guys big on uh, KOTOR, or are you interested in it? Uh, heck yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I, did never, I never played KOTOR, but from what my understanding is that that story is incredible. So to see them getting a remake, I don't know what that remake is going to entail, like if the gameplay will be entirely different. Um, who knows? But, like... Yeah, I, I am totally pumped to experience a cool Star Wars story that is so highly regarded. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm coming from a place where I, I know how important it is. I know how much people love it. Just something that I just never got into at the time. So a remake is definitely good news. I'm not like clamoring for it right now, but when it comes around, I'm sure my my tone will change and I'll be pretty excited. But I think it's it's cool that it's coming to PlayStation exclusive. That's a that's a good get for them for sure. And it's ironic because KOTOR originally was an Xbox exclusive back in the <laughs> yeah. day. Uh, but yeah, I'm interested Did you play in it. Then? No, I have not. I'm interested in it as well. But like you guys, I have I never played it either uh, back in the day. I was too busy playing that game called Halo. Uh, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's super interesting, and I'm interested to see what Aspire can do. Um, because I'm not I'm not too versed on that developer. I know they've worked on a couple of Star Wars projects that are like remaster remake type things. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely interested to see how how well they do on this. But uh, they also showed Forspoken guys, 
which yeah, they did. <laughs> had a really good showing. Uh, I thought it looked super cool. Uh, Christian, you're pumping your Dude. fists. <laughs> In my opinion, not enough people are talking about this game. It, it looks so fantastic. I love the idea of like a regular person like going into this fantasy setting. That's that is not something we see very often, especially not in the video game space. Um, and like, I love the dialogue. It's co-written by Gary Whitta. It's another Amy Hennig game, so like, it's gonna. It, I, I have so much faith that it's gonna be a banger. And like the particle effects, the the lighting, the 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 gameplay looks fantastic. I love the the way the traversal looks. I I can't wait for it. Yeah, I, I'm, I remember the first time seeing it and, and just being able to get that one glimpse of her like jumping off the mountain and then just a little bit of combat. I'm glad we got to see a little bit more of that now. And I'm, I'm, I'm loving everything that we're seeing uh, from the gameplay. And it looks like it's going to be super smooth and fun to move around the environment. And like Christian, I love the, the, the dialogue that she has uh, with her, her bracelet as well. I think that'll be some, some fun dialogue banter between the two of them. And yeah, I think it's uh, it looks really cool. And I agree, not enough people are, are talking about this one. It's, it's definitely on my hype list for sure. Yeah, like and like you said, Christian, Amy Hennig and uh, and Gary Whitta writing this is great news because uh, I feel like I feel like they were brought in at like later. Like I feel like the developer was like, man, we have a really interesting gameplay idea, but we need like a story. Like we need a really cool story. So they brought in those two people because amy hennig she was working not that long ago uh trying to remember what developer was it she had motive i don't remember she was yeah at, that sounds right okay yes uh, i think so and she was even work. she was working on the rad ragtag team or whatever for the star wars game uh, that's it so yeah I, like this is super interesting and she obviously wrote uncharted or helped write uncharted so i i'm definitely down to see what kind of story she can write with gary witta who's another amazing storyteller so very very cool very interested in that game uh, as well yeah and to your point i listened to the kind of funny x cast because uh, they were talking a little bit about it and yeah gary Witta was talking about how he was brought on to like essentially world build which I think is really cool because he he does a really great job at like world building and kind of uh, establishing his setting. So that's that's exciting stuff. Um, guys, this next one I was watching at, or listening slash watching at work when this was happening because of course they have to do these freaking things when people are working nine to five shifts at work. But anyways, uh, when this came up, I was like, "What the hell's going on here?" Like, okay. I'm seeing this. I'm seeing this. I'm like, this is this Spider-Man? Is this what is this? Wolverine? A Wolverine game from Insomniac? What the heck? And I love the tone of this trailer. This trailer was a fantastic tone. Obviously, it's a CG trailer or whatever, but it still sets the tone perfectly for like what Wolverine yeah. is. Like freaking bloodied, bloodied uh, hands, and then his claws come out and he just goes ham i love it uh do you guys think that this is going to be like an m-rated wolverine game or do you think it's going to be like more of a toned back you think so christian i mean everything that that tone in that cgi trailer yeah. uh like in conjunction with like the interview they had after tells me that they're aiming for a m-rated game uh, and like that that honestly is my hope for this like i, I hope that like, they want to tell like an honest 
And in the same way that like Logan, the movie wasn't R rated. Like it wasn't like overly bloody or like violent for like that sake, but that they wanted to tell just like an honest and and grounded and and brutal story that resembled the character. And this is what I'm hoping for for Wolverine. Yeah, I I agree. I think I think they're going for a more mature, or I don't even know if more mature is the right act, word to use, but like a, a more ac- accurate uh, depiction of of Wolverine because his stories usually are. A little bit more mature so yeah i think this is going to be awesome insomniac <laughs> is just killing it <laughs> i can't believe that they they have another game another superhero game as well another marvel property which is so cool yes. at the potential of what that could mean for their spider-man and potential more their universe or marvel universe so yeah. that's really exciting and uh this biker dude that decided to get up instead of just playing dead is one of the stupidest <laughs> characters in a trailer i've ever seen <laughs> like didn't you just see yeah. all your friends just die yeah. come on <laughs> let me step over all these dead bodies yeah. <laughs> and get to the dude who killed them all to try and yeah. stab the guy with indestructible bones okay yeah all right <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's bananas and I love that. I love, like you're saying, Roro, like if they're building towards like a, you know, cinema or not a cinematic, a game universe, a Marvel <laughs> game universe for Insomniac. That would be super be cool. And it's super smart by Sony to get this license because obviously Marvel is letting developers or publishers take their licenses and do whatever they want with them, essentially. Um, so it's super smart for Sony to continue to grab these licenses. And it honestly makes me want like stuff like this on Xbox too. Like what kind of superhero properties could we make like cool again on Xbox as well? Like, you know, crazy superheroes. I just want some awesome superhero games. That's what mm, those Batman games need to come back again. Good ones. Oh man. Hopefully the suicide squad game is good. I hope so. I hope so. But uh, guys, we thought that Insomniac was nuts for releasing this trailer. Obviously, no release date. So Wolverine's probably, you know, many, many years away. However, we were like, ah, okay, that was fantastic by Insomniac. We're not going to expect to see them again. Then they go and show Spider-Man 2 with Venom announced at the end there. Coming in 2023, uh, which is just insane. They freaking made Spider-Man Remastered on PS5. They made Miles Morales. They made Ratchet and Clank. They've already released three PS5 games. And then they've got Spider-Man 2 in 2023 and Wolverine probably 2024 after, you know. But still, that that is an insane amount of games from one studio. Uh Spider-Man they're 2. almost single-handedly yeah i agree but they're like insomniac is almost single-handedly carrying the opening few years of the ps5 like let's let's be real yeah and absolutely insane insane they did debate me though i i did think it was a, an infamous remake when i saw the lightning <laughs> up here yeah venom looks awesome dude i love how wet he looks <laughs> that's yeah it's not as dirty i swear it's not <laughs> It looks awesome. I, I I was so shocked that they when they showed off the Wolverine trailer, I was like, okay, that probably means we're not going to get a Spider-Man trailer this uh, this time around. But they did it, and they announced it, and it looked awesome. I don't know how you guys feel about co-op being a thing, but as the more and more I think about it, I kind of hope that it's not a thing, and I much prefer just a single-player story. I I, I think it would be so cool to 
with the ability to still play as Miles, like yes. as as well. Like Miles isn't just like a, a player two character and he doesn't show up unless you activate him. I would love him to be, you know, a joint I don't know how to explain it, but you control two characters possibly yeah. at the same same time. That's kind of what it looked like. But yeah, sorry, Christian. No, yeah, to answer your question, they they um I think in the interview that happened after the show when they were doing all these developer interviews, they they answered that question oh, and it, I think they did say it is a single player game. So awesome. if anything, to to your point, I would could imagine it being like a like the Arkham City or Arkham Knight games where like there are instances where there's two of you and you do like a finisher move or whatever and like you know they'll combine. I, I mean, who knows what it'll look like, but yeah, I think we'll probably see something like like that, bro. Nice. I was I was thinking the combat might be a little bit like. Shoot, I, I was gonna compare it to the Guardians of the Galaxy game, but you you do only control Star Lord in that one. But mm-hmm. uh, just a game where you can switch between the characters on the fly—that's what I was thinking. That would be awesome. So, yeah, I was so hyped. So I uh, obviously the single player portion. I agree completely with you guys. I think it it, it very much needs to be like a sort single player story. But I also think it would be cool if they had an option for co op and like. I feel like there's a, a way they could do it that would be cool, like where you can swap between Miles and Peter like on the fly so you can, you know, play as either for any mission or maybe if they have certain missions, you know, using certain people for the single player portion. But then uh, you have the other one show up at key moments and like mm-hmm. you you think of like a game like Halo 3, for instance, and I promise this isn't a Halo <laughs> podcast but halo 3 for instance when you play co-op in that game you play as four distinct characters when you're playing in four player and each time there's one less player you lose that extra character when you play as two players it's master chief and arbiter arbiter is a key character in the story of halo 3 so what they do is when you play solo arbiter shows up at key moments in the gameplay so like he'll show up to help you like clear out a certain area and then you go off and you're you know on your own and then you meet up with him later up in the forest somewhere and then he joins you again like something like that with with this game would be super smart because you can swing around as peter parker you swing around as miles morales whoever you want to play as then you show up to like a, a boss battle or something and the CPU version of the other character shows up to kind of be there to, you know, help you out or do the dual finishers or whatever. So I I think that would be super, super cool. But interesting. I wasn't, I wasn't on board. And then like, you kind (laughs) of, kind of sold me on it. (laughs) That that idea sounds cool. Like, yeah, like, you know, the miles is off doing something else. And then, you know, you meet up at some point and it's another player doing like a separate mission that like ties into your mission. Like that, that kind of idea could be very cool. For sure. Yes, that would be very cool. Uh, guys, God of War Ragnarok got some brand new gameplay and uh, we did get word that this is going to be the finale in the Norse uh, saga of God of War. So sounds like they're going to continue the series as different myth, uh, mytho- mythologies. I almost wanted to say mythologic, whatever. Look out, Jesus. Kratos yeah. is coming. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's very interesting to uh, kind of give God of War the flexibility to basically go wherever they want to go. Like they can literally travel between mythologies and like, put in all these interesting, you know, pieces of history and, and uh, very unique worlds, so to speak. Like, 
I, I just think that's super cool. And uh, Ragnarok looks so freaking good. Uh, obviously, God of War, game of the year contender and winner in many uh, outlets as well. But Ragnarok looks mm, so good. And did you guys see like the screens of like the the different characters in the game? Like, uh, I think mm-hmm. did they show Thor? Yeah. Thor. The, yes. Yeah. Yeah. They showed the the new character as well, the young girl. I forget, I don't know how to pronounce her name. The girl that showed up at the end of the trailer. Yep. I, I don't know. Which awesomely designed, by the way, too. Yeah, I love her design. Yeah. It, it looks fantastic. And, and as we were predicting last week with, like, if this is going to be here, it was here. And, and they did a similar thing where they showed uh, quite a bit, a lot more than, than maybe some of us were, were expecting. So it, it looks just as good as the first one, if not more <laughs> engaging. Uh, the combat looks super fun. I love that they they brought back the uh, what are they called the the dual weapon, the blades, the chaos blades. Yes, yeah, they look so much fun. Um, it's going to be cool to have it uh, earlier on in the game potentially. Um, yeah, and just yeah, I love the 2018 game, so I'm so excited for Ragnarok. It looks awesome. So is uh, is that girl at the end? Is she going to be a Atreus's uh, girlfriend? First of all, she's yeah. her own person. You know what I mean? <laughs> true. Yeah, maybe true. she doesn't want to be a Trace's girlfriend. <laughs> true. Yeah. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> what, if, what if she's like not even straight? Come on, Dan. Why That's are true. I, I apologize. Apologies. Also, I have to apologize too because I said Chaos Blades. I meant to say Blades of Chaos. So. Wow. <laughs> How dare you I have, say that? I, I, I have to <laughs> fix myself. Uh, but to answer something, a question that Dan had earlier, which I think is interesting, is in the first God of War, I guess 2018 God of War is what I'm trying to say. Um, there's a moment where you're like going through um, all this stuff. You look, you find like your like Greek incarnation, like of like this huge, I don't know, tr- trove of treasures, and you see like imagery of Kratos from Kratos from the original trilogy. Uh, but in the background and stuff, there's also Egyptian stuff in there. So who knows, like, the next iteration of God of War could go into Egyptian territory, maybe into Sumerian. I mean, who knows? The possibilities are out there. It's mm-hmm. going to be interesting. Very, very interesting. And maybe there'll be another boat. <laughs> <laughs> but not a different animation. Yeah. God, no. <laughs> They're doing the, uh, the one-shot again from the 2018 game, which is great. I'm glad they are oh, yeah. doing that uh style cinematography again because that was so cool and it lent for, for a lot of creative uh cut scenes as well so yeah god that's that, that that's coming back agreed agreed looks beautiful cool game uh guys i listed the rest of the stuff here because i was like all right here's a bunch of stuff uh i, I don't know if there's something in particular you guys want to point out uh, that you liked um i will point out one that i was like I guess I'm still confused on what the game is. Ghostwire Tokyo, it looks very interesting and like crazy, mm-hmm. but I, like I'm still like I'm still not sure what the game is yet. And I freaking love Tango GameWorks. I love The Evil Within and The Evil with Evil Within 2, and I was so freaking upset as I've said many times on here that they didn't announce Evil Within 3. But Ghostwire Tokyo, it, it looks interesting. I just I don't know what this game is, guys. Like, it has like these weird mannequins that are like walking around, and I'm like, okay, like, what is this game? What is the identity of this game? I don't. Who knows? But I'm excited to find out. I guess. Yeah. 
I don't know. Was there anything else that uh, you got that stood out to you guys um, from the list here? We got a bunch of stuff here. I, I've got one that like really piqued my curiosity, which is Project Eve. Okay. I think that character is like really cool design. I think the world looks like interesting. The graphics look uh, pretty freaking good, and I love the uh, the soundtrack that they played along with the trailer. I think it's gonna be really fun. I don't know, Bayonetta meets yeah. near but like way slower i I don't, I don't know like that game looks cool yeah project eve was this, was what i was going to mention too i think it looks awesome um it gave me kind of uh what's that anime dark souls game cold vein vibes a little bit with the combat mm-hmm. but i but the games that i would compare it to were exactly what you just said bayonetta and 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 near that's kind of a mesh of those two and yeah, that was that was one that's on the top of my list. And it's cool that Lost Legacy and A Thief's End are coming to PC for those who want to try it out uh, on PC who haven't played it, and potentially people who want to revisit it at a at a better, you know, fidelity and all that stuff. And it's coming to PS5 as well. So yeah, I thought that was a really cool announcement as well. Yeah, yeah those are those are the two standouts for me. Which which it's interesting that they're releasing Uncharted Four on uh, PC, but not the collection because it's like people yep. are going to start with Uncharted Four and be like, um, "That is weird." Like, where's the yep. yeah? Uh, which is and it's also funny because people were like, when Microsoft announced that Halo, uh, MCC, and Infinite were both coming to PC, people were like, "Oh my God, Halo, the biggest property for Xbox, is going to PC." Well. Uncharted is arguably one of the largest properties for uh, PlayStation, and that's coming to PC as well. I think that's just the future we're in now. Uh, PC, Master Race, no. Okay, I thought they were going to be serious. I was like, well, you can say that, but Deathloop has some issues on PC. Yeah, no, no. I'm not a PC Master Race person. I, I like my PC, but I don't. I can't just strictly play on my PC. I I have to have that couch experience, you know. Yeah, I don't. I do love editing on this freaking thing, though. So. Yeah, true. True. All right, guys. Uh, anything else from the PlayStation Showcase announcements that you want to talk about before we go into our scores? Come good. Okay. Don't show me GTA Five again, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Done. Done. Well, oh, Christian, goodness. funny you say that. <laughs> Because if you listened to my predictions, you would have known we were getting a GTA 5 trailer for PS5. So I guess that means I get one point there, right? Yeah, get a little, get a little hurt of ourselves here. But yes, <laughs> you, uh, I, 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 got a, I got it here on, on my own little notes. I, I did it before the show. So nice. okay. uh, going, just going from left to right here. Um, with me, uh, I said that Blue Point uh, would be announced as a first-party studio, and it would be a Metal Gear Solid game. Of course, that did not happen at the show. Zero points. Uh, I said that Bloodborne PS5 would be finally happening. Sadly, it is not. Uh, I also said that Returnal would get an update as well as DLC, and sadly, that didn't either. So, still at zero points. Um, I then said that uh, we'd get some Forspoken gameplay coming September 2022. Uh, if you want to count it as gameplay, we did get a trailer, uh, but it is not coming at that date. I think it's coming in like spring or something. So half a point? Half point. Yes, I agree. I agree. <laughs> okay. And then last, I said that uh, Team Asobi is working on an Ape Escape game. Uh, and <laughs> I still hope they are, but Team Asobi was not at that conference. So I ended with 0.5 points. Oof. Uh, moving on to Row. 
Rose started his predictions with a, a new Atlas game would be shown. Maybe it's a Persona collection, question mark? Sadly, none of that was there. No. <laughs> Zero points. Uh, another prediction that I thought would surely be a, a, a shoe-in would be that TLU 2 Remake slash Remaster is announced. No word from Naughty Dog. So zero points. Ro then said that Spider-Man 2 would be teased and that uh, we'd get a, a teaser for the symbiote. He also said Norman Osborn. <laughs> yeah, very true. <laughs> he also said that Norman Osborn slash Goblin would be in it, but like I think there's enough there to justify him getting the full point. I agree. I agree. Venom was there. That's symbiote, yeah. sort of, right? True. At least half of True. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, we're giving you the full one. I agree. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Uh, you then said that uh, Atlas, uh, a new Atlas project, ReFantasy, that was I think the code name of the game they're working mm-hmm. on, would be unveiled. Sadly, that wasn't there either. Uh, and then, a, very sadly, <laughs> uh, a bold prediction was made by you at the end uh, that an old franchise would be back. Old franchise would be back. Either Jack, Sly Cooper, some kind of old franchise would get some reboot. Uh, we didn't get that either. I guess if you want to count GTA V as an old <laughs> franchise. <laughs> Otherwise, you end with one point. One point. Dan, on the other hand, starts off strong with uh, a cr- insane prediction that GTA Five would be would be here for the PS Five. <laughs> insane starts, prediction. Not starts off with <laughs> seamless trans uh, seamless character switches. Yeah, uh, one point for Dan. He then said a new first party studio, whether acquired or established, uh, would be at the show. Uh, we didn't get any of that. Uh, yeah, no. Still, still at one point. Uh, God of War official title revealed. It is indeed Ragnarok. Coming fall 2022. Uh, that is not correct. No. And, and then gameplay shown. Uh, we didn't quite get gameplay, but it's mm-hmm. a pretty sizable trailer shown. But there's enough there that I give you maybe uh, like half a point. Okay. You say that's fair? Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Uh, and then we get... He, uh, Dan said that Miles Morales DLC would be announced coming soon, maybe this fall. Do you want to count Spider-Man 2 as DLC? Probably no, not. No, no, that no. doesn't count. <laughs> no, zero <laughs> points. And then an insane prediction that I would love to see happen at some point. SOCOM is back. Sadly, SOCOM was not there. Dan takes it with one point. Now, wait a minute. Points. I just want to say I think Roe should win because my GTA 5 trailer is here for PS5. That's a free. That's an easy prediction. No, Looking prediction. back at this, I'm like, wow, that was a <laughs> cop out right there for that prediction. <laughs> Might as well say games are going to be shown. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah, oh, right. true. All right. Well, thank you, Christian. That was a that was an awesome predictions episode, and uh, we got we got some some good scores. And this just shows that we suck at predicting things. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Um, anything else before you want to close out the show here? Um, no. keep, keep on supporting Liverpool, everyone. Liverpool. <laughs> Go Liverpool. Thank you again to everyone joining us both live on YouTube and on Twitch, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Roro. Thank you, Christian. I am Daniel, and this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love, and keep on gaming. Happy Hispanic Heritage Month. See you.